Welcome to the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host, Salo Dan, and I'm with the rejuvenized, the returning, the very happy and celebratory Mr. Terry Mortimer. How has your night been so far, mate? Mate, my night's been incredible. Before we go into my night at the moment, can I just say, you stood me up last night. I did. I'm sorry. It's a turnabout. Um, I actually left my phone charger at work and it completely fucked me. And I had about 6%. I nearly rang someone up to, to stand in the podcast. Oh, really? Oh, well, you, look, you would have been within your rights. I, I did totally ghost you. But, um, yeah, very stupid on my behalf. I never forget that phone charger. So, oh, well, my bad. I can only apologise. But uh, you and I are both in a bit of a celebratory uh, manner because the, uh, the Kings won. They did. The Swans made the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Um, Big and, fan. Uh, shout out to our uh, man of the match tonight. It was the uh, three referees that really stitched Melbourne United up. Couldn't could have happened to a better state. That's it. How good's that Casper Ware? I hate him. <laughs> don't don't even start. Yeah, I remember. Don't don't bring my mood down. <laughs> no, it's don't all good. Down. Just party. Don't even worry about it. So, mate, what are we going to do tonight? I'm feeling uh, in a mood to preview. Yeah, let's well let's let's pick our ladder. Let's do it. Let's pick our lap tonight. Let's do that. We'll, we'll have some. We'll have some fun along the way. Uh, we'll go. What do you reckon? We'll go sixteen to one. Yeah, sixteen to one. It's fun. There's going to be a few we agree on, and I guarantee you, there's going to be a few in which we do not. So this should be quite interesting. I've actually, I've actually made my uh, sixteen in hope that we don't agree on any of them, so we can have a good debate. No, oh, let's go. Oh, there's got to be one or two, surely. There's going to be one or two. All right, let's start with 16th spot. Dan, who have you got as the wooden spooners? Well, I have got the New Zealand Warriors as the wooden spooners. Well, we're off to a rough start because I've got the Warriors as Warriors well. <laughs> Mate, looking at that squad, I, I did these um, for zero tackle. You start seeing them over the next few days to a week. Outside of RTS, and I think for Satur moving in the centres is good, this side has just got a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, and it's not only the whole lot of nothing, it's the whole lot of injuries they've got as well. Like, they have just had a horrific preseason. They've lost Bunty Afoa, who looks pretty good. I'm pretty sure Jazz Tavunga's injured. They've got some injuries um, to the number nine, which means Wade Egan's probably going to get in there. They still haven't sorted out their halves and what they're going to do. It's, it's a rough team, and you kind of think that, you know, players like Tohu Harris and Roger Tuovasa-Shek might be enough to keep them out of... Um, out of the the wooden spoon, but you know if one of them go down, they're they're really going to struggle. But Dan, I just don't see where they're going to win many games. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. Like they're not going to have a Newcastle twenty sixteen season, but I wouldn't be surprised if they had a season very similar to the Gold Coast Titans last year. Mate, I agree. I look at Blake Green and I think there's a player who can play beside a Daly Cherry Evans rather or a Cooper Cronk. But can he play yeah. next to a rookie who? can't control the game because Blake Green can control but he's not the kind of player who's going to bust you open and yeah. give you 20 tries. It, it's not it's not just the can he control the game as well but you know Nick Arima is a he's an off the cuff player and if they go with that CTS what well, what's his name oh, CHT um, Harris Tavita or Tavita yeah. Harris something like yeah um, you know he like he looks okay in patches, but I don't think there's a lot that um, that he can do, and especially with that, you, you know, with the back line that they've got, they've got to move Fuss into the centres, which I don't really like. Um, yeah, I, they're they're, a, they're on a, a 
steep uh, decline for mine. Yep, 100% and agreed. I'm pretty pretty confident in that too. I haven't picked the wooden spoons for a couple of years. They usually turn up, but uh, this year, Warriors. Yeah. Um, number 15, I have the Gold Coast Titans. So do I, mate. Gold Coast, we, this, is, this is going very well. I think they can improve on last year, but not by much. Yeah, look, they, they did get a new coach, which I think was good. And I think it was, you know, the thing with the NRL with coaches is it's starting to turn out like the Premier League. Like, if you're a shit club, you just start regurgitating old coaches like, you know, um, your Sam Allardyce's, your Tony Poulos's, your Alan Pardew start coming out. And, um, you know, I was really happy that... Um, the Gold Coast Titans went and got Justin Holbrook, but I've, they've they've given him this god awful squad that he's walked into, and I just don't know how much of a pull he's going to have for players that want to come there because one of his props, uh, Luke Thompson, um, who's regarded as one of the best props in the world, actually turned down the the opportunity to sign with him and sign with the Bulldogs. So you know, not worrying signs already, but I just. I just don't think that his squad's going to have enough, and I don't think that he'll have enough in the early stages to turn the Titans around in, say, like the next 18 months. I think it's going to be a long process for the Titans. Outside of AJ Brimson, who I'm a humongous fan of, I still think yeah. Ash Taylor's got a lot to give. Hopefully, he's yeah. taken a season, you know, pretty much to break. He had some mental stuff. I think yeah. he became a dad or was in, you know, something happened that I thought, oh, that may, that may settle him, that may ground him. There's a few things there. They've got some good players. Ryan James missing the season is an absolute yeah. blow. Um, yeah, just, I was going to say that. that. That sucks as well. And I just, I still don't know what their best spine is because I don't know if AJ Brimson's their best fullback or their best 5'8". I don't know if Tyron Roberts should be the number six or the number seven. It all depends on Ash Taylor's um, mental state, as we said, and if he's really got the desire to come back and play rugby league. And then they're dummy half. Like they've got Mitch Rain and, and Nathan Peets, and it's not real good. It's not, mate. I think Rain actually took over Peets. I know Peets yeah. played Origin, but I think Rain was a better player last year. They, look, they've got Philip Sammy, who's going to score a boatload of tries. You know, they got Don, who may may play first grade, may not. Everything for me is this year's a write off. They have yeah. to promote their young kids, like their Brimsons. They've got to try and recruit because that, that side on paper, I think they're marginally better than the Warriors, but I think they're a long way between behind who I have at 14th. So I, I can't yeah. see much happening up there. It's the best away trip. Again, we've been robbed. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, two no, easy I, points. I will say the, the one person who should be ecstatic about Justin Holbrook um, signing uh, should be Callum Watkins because Holbrook tried to get him to St. Helens, but Watkins has got that... Um, you know, that uh, unconditional loyalty to Leeds. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, he's going he's gonna to have to really, um, really impress. Um, but they just don't have much, and they've lost Jai Arrow. So, you know, there's, there's, there's no... There's, you know, Holbrook's walked into a shit squad, and his best player's going to, you know, um, a contender. So uh, I think that, I think Gold Coast Titans fans really need to be patient on this one. Where, where are you playing Tyron Peachy? Oh, you know, Q Cup. Yeah, he's I... still like he's he's twenty. What, what is he? He's twenty eight years old, and he still doesn't have a. And the fact 
fact that you asked me that question, and if I asked you, you can't turn around and say exactly where he's going to play. He's he, ha- he hasn't carved out a position yet. I got him on the bench in the in the previous. I just he's not the best center. He's not the best five eight. He's not the best back rower. He's got to be there somewhere, I suppose. The the reason why he left Cronulla just you know apart from the fact that he wanted guaranteed first grade football, but Shane Flanagan actually saw him and wanted to mould him into a number nine, and he didn't want to do it. And I think that would have been his best position because he's, he's a great defender. Um, he plays well above his weight, and he's he's a, he's a great runner. But um, yeah, it's um, I don't I don't know where you play him. If you can't make a start spot and you're going to play Rain and and Peach is going to be on the bench, then I, I think Tyron Peach is going to go to Q Cup. Can't argue. Uh, who's your team in 14th? I've got the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Mate, well, we're three for three. This is fantastic. Just shows you how um how on the ball, how in sync we are. Why you got the dogs yeah. so low, mate? All their fans are saying that they're going to make the eight this year. Well, I looked at their squad on paper and I thought, that it was the Bulldogs reserve grade squad and Will Hopawati had been dropped for disciplinary reasons. Um, it's a it's a very, very ordinary squad on paper, but the one thing about this Bulldogs team that we saw last year is they've got a lot of fight in them and they will piss a lot of teams off and, um, you know, just grind their way to wins. And the, the one thing that we learned against the Bulldogs is you don't want to let them score the opening two tries of the game because then they just... They just put you in a submission hold and just don't let you out of it. It's like they, they really just know how to choke a team and bore them. And it's it's like the old, you know, 2015 Sharks. We'd, we'd be up 16-10 and, you know, you'd have all the possession and momentum and, you know, Mick Ennis and Jack Bird and those kinds of players would just wear you down and Fafita would sit on you. And, yeah, it's... Oh, I, think, I think they've got enough to steer clear of the wooden spoon but I don't think they have enough to improve um, on last year. So Their strength last year was their second row, and their best signing this year is another second rower. I don't think they've spent the money well. I know they're in all sorts of cap issues, but the top 10 or 11 sides, I can name the round one starting lineup without any thought. The Bulldogs, there's probably five or six players, I couldn't tell you. I can't remember half the wingers' names. Yeah. It, it, it all like it all just depends as well. Uh, are they going to stick with DWZ at fullback? Are you going to put Hopwadi at fullback? I, I think Hopwadi's going to play centre for them personally, but then that takes away his running game. And, and Hopper can you know, easily run for 200 metres a game, but Hopper's hands are so good at putting his winger away. Um, yeah, they're just they're a pretty average squad. I don't I don't rate them all that highly. No, absolutely. Um, so our future immortal Michael Lysha not invited back. Yeah, it, it, a lot of people turn around and said that in, in Dez's career, he's like really drove his hookers into the ground, but he hasn't really. It, Michael Losh is just a shit player. <laughs> no, if you're waiting for me to argue, you'll be waiting a long bloody time. Yeah, and, you know, like he had Matt Ballon, who was an origin quality player. Um, you know, he went to the Dogs and he had Mick Ennis, and he, he brought a lot out of Mick Ennis. He got the two grand finals with Mick Ennis. It's just, you know... He thought that Michael Elisha was going to be the next Cameron Smith, and he he turned out to be the next nothing. That's it. Russ Aiken, right? Ordinary footballer, very, very and an even bigger ordinary human being. So. Absolutely not a fan at all. What a shame. 
This is good. I think the four teams at the bottom are yeah. a steaming pile of horseshit, and I, I think it was just the order. Yeah, I think the the one thing about uh, I think that the, I saw something on the news tonight. Apparently, is, is Tarek Sims injured, or is one of the Sims boys injured? Yeah, he, he his arms broken. He had surgery, so he's gone for a long, long time. Was that Tarek? Yeah, Tarek. Or Corbin. Oh, Tarek. Okay. Yeah, um, I think it wasn't. It, I'm sure it was Tarek. I don't know. Yeah. It looked like Tarek on there, but it could have been Corbin. Um, good research. That's great. Uh, I think that the one, the one, the way that the dragons stay away from the spoon eventually will be the class individual player of your players, like you know, your Zach Lomaxes, your Corey Normans, um, Ben Hunt will win you some games here and there. I think they're going to be off to a rough start. Though Cam McInnes's injury is really going to hurt them. Isaac Luke. You know, he's probably better off playing you know, 20, 25 minutes off the bench, but if he's going to have to start, maybe they should have kept that Reese Robson fella. Um, but the thing about the Dragons that I don't like is a lot of their players who have been there for a long time that have got that Mary stench into them are just getting older now. Like Tyson Frizzell is getting old and asking for a million dollars, and a club like Newcastle is going to pay it, but... Frizzell hasn't been himself for a couple of years and he doesn't wear an Origin jersey every week, which is unfortunate for the Dragons. Um, James Graham looks like he's cooked. You know, one of the Sims boys is injured. Um, but I think players like Paul Vaughan, Ben Hunt, Corey Norman, Zach Lomax, and then some individual players like, you, you know, your Tristan Sailors and um, uh, is it Jordan Pereira are going to... You know, they're going to have enough points to beat teams like the Dogs, the Titans and the Warriors and upset a team here and there. They have the most ordinary centre pairing, I think, this season. Like, that that bloody... What is he? Aiken is just... Only a couple of years ago, you and Aiken was talked up as a real chance for Origin. And the minute that got put in the paper, he's just turned to shit. He's like, no, thank you. I'm not playing Origin. And he maybe, he, he, just, he should be in New South Wales Cup. And Lafay... He's he, he gave Ricky Latelli a bath at Shark Park one night, and I remember everyone turned around and said that he's, you know, he's going to be the next Origin centre. Look what he just did to Latelli. I'm like, look what he did to Latelli's ordinary. <laughs> you know, it was it was, a, it was a battle of the spazzes, and these two had a had a fucking run at each other. Um, but yeah, I, I don't rate him. I, I rated Tim Lafay ten years ago. Yeah, I really yeah, wanted, you know, when Lafay went to the Dogs. Oh, sorry, went, went from the Dogs to the, the Dragons. I really wanted him then, but, yeah, geez, um, there's not a lot of points in those two. There's not. Their most exciting player, Matt Dufty, he looked on the outer, and he's going to miss a lot of game time too, six to eight weeks because of his facial fracture. I can't see a whole lot of points unless Hunt and Norman, who did not click last year in the slightest, hit the ground yeah. running. Yeah, I think a lot's going to depend on Zach Lomax as well. We saw in the Charity Shield that, Maybe he's not a fullback, um, but you know the, the good thing about Zach Lomax is he's young and you can stick him somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's really just going to depend. I think you know Cameron McInnes really really hurts them. Um, I don't know what the start to their draw is. I haven't really looked at it. I haven't looked at the draw at all. All I know is we play South round one. I don't know any of the other games. Um, so yeah, I just I think that um, the Dragons are. Probably in for a, 
another two years of absolute shite, and then their assistant coach becomes their coach. Yep, then it all starts. I think number 12 here is going to be where we start going going sideways, mate. Who have you got at 12? I've got the West Tigers at 12. I've got the West Tigers at 12. Are you serious? I was sure you'd put them ninth. Look, the ninth joke is, is funny, but... I can't even joke with how pissed their squad is. No, it's not good enough for ninth. Not even close. Uh oh, Terry's on pause. So he's back. Terry's back. Yes, I'm back. You'll I don't know what happened there. Doesn't matter. Um, they don't have a hooker nope. at all. Um, their five eight is racing far the time. Um, I know they signed Joey Leilua, but it's not that good. Like it, the team, the team is not that good. For every game that Leilua plays well, he has three shockers. Today they asked him who the best centre in the game is, and he said, "You're looking at him," and everyone went, yeah. "But you're not Bronson Zeri." Yeah. Uh, Ludicrous he, comment. Yeah. Um, he is a good centre, but he's like he's not a. Like, like he's, he's a match winner, right? But he's a match winner in a side that's got a lot of momentum, and the Tigers' forward pack just aren't going to get that momentum. No, this is um, the most ordinary forward pack across competition. Not yeah, even close. It, it is, like, I, I couldn't name their starting back rowers because Ryan Madison has left, and their props I've never heard of, and yet the Tigers fans sit there and go, uh, your prop forward's favourite prop forward is Alex Twole, and I Googled Alex Twole, and I was like, well... If you make 60 metres a game, I'm happy with Matt Fryer. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely you know. right. No, the, um, yeah. look, I like, I like the young Leilua. I think he's very, very clever. Um, I see, I don't rate him. You don't rate him? No. He's, he's a broken field player, but the Tigers aren't going to break the field all that often. No, they're definitely not. Look, I, to be honest, I like the signing of, um, of Scotty. I think he's a, he's a future star. Yeah. Outside that, that back line is... Their, their starting fullback was going to be Corey Thompson until about two weeks ago. That's pretty frightening. Saw, is, is Scotty injured? Because I saw something today that said most Zemboy was going to be their starting. I don't um, think so. Unless maybe he's gone across Bung. Maybe that's why South got rid of him. And Bayer's still, yeah, you know, he's got plenty of talent, but he's not a game-breaker anymore. Yeah, and I mean, where are you going to play with Bayer? He has where, to play in the centres. But they've, they've still got Mimorovsky, Mimorovsky and they've got the old mate, the, the, the fat bloke from Canberra that we were just talking about. That's a good point. Maybe you're playing on the wing. Oh, God, what a waste. You can't, you can't put him on the wing, so he's going to have to he's gonna have to take 800k of cap and either play hooker yeah. or, or come off the bench. And so, you get, like, if, if that's going to be their plan, if Umbai and Reynolds are going to be their hooker and utility, that's $1.5 million worth of cap space on two really really ordinary players that's not good my god it's um right there i think young young billy walters is it yeah yeah he he's sort of the front runner for the number nine at the moment i don't even if you're this close and you don't have 95 percent of your team locked in without doubt big problems yeah. well here's the other thing as well and this is how you know that they don't have their team locked in they're still going back to melbourne to try and get Harvey Green. Yeah, that's true. That's really bad, and I think yeah. that shows oh, you that Harry they don't Green, know Harry Green. Harry Green. and that's the, that probably shows they don't know what they're doing with and by. Yeah, um, just this. I think they got worse. Yeah, because I mean, like, because here's the thing: 
with with how ordinary their back line is, you still have to get Mumbai in there. So if you put Mumbai in the centres, that means Momorowski is going to be on one wing and North Loom is going to be on the other wing and then Corey Thompson misses out. Uh, but Corey Thompson, for as average as he is, was probably their best player last year outside of Ryan Madison. So Undoubtedly, yeah. He can't, he can't really miss out, so... I don't know. It's just, it, I'm glad I'm not the coach of them. That's a shit team. It is. And it's not like it's an embarrassment of riches. How do you get four into three? It's how do you fill the fucking spots? Yeah, that's... And, and this is what we're saying. It's it's March 5th, and they're still trying to go to Melbourne to get one of the most important players of one of the most important positions on the field filled for a year. Disgraceful. <laughs> what a bog club. Um, Let's move on. Dan, who have you got at 11? Everybody's second favourite team, the Penrith Panthers. Oh, we have gone different. Oh, you're beauty. I win the North Queensland Cowboys. Cowboys in, yeah. Well, here we go. This should be fun. Why the Cowboys, mate? You don't think they're going to go well? Look, the the thing about the Cowboys, again, we've got all these players and you don't know how they fit in. Valentine Holmes is going to be the fullback. Then you've got, so what are you going to do with Scotty Drinkwater? I saw Jake Clifford is probably the front runner to be the six, which means Michael Morgan's going to be the seven. But if you have a look at the rest of their back line, it's shit. Hmm. Apart from the apart from Isar Masters, yep. you're probably going to look at a guy like Justin O'Neill on the wing, Ben Hampton in the centres. Uh, uh, yeah, you've got Kyle Felt. So that, that's a really nice right edge of Kyle Felt and Isar um, Masters. And if you throw Cohen Hess there, that's big and powerful. But the rest, like obviously they got Tom Lolo as well. But I just, I just don't like their backline. And I, I honestly think, and I heard, I think it was Paul, um, good friend of the podcast, Paul said to me the other day in one of our chats that the Cowboys' best hope of fitting everyone in and looking good would be to have Michael Morgan play centre and have Clifford and Drinkwater, two young halves who just know how to play footy and know what to play in front of them. And then you've got a decentish. One to seven, and you've got an okay forward pack, but they still don't have. Uh, I mean, Jake Jake Granville um, was good five years ago. Reese Robson is untested. Yeah, I just I don't I'm like they they're going to have plenty of points in them, but they they're going to leak plenty of points as well. I'll um I'll touch on the Cowboys when I get to them, but I got the Panthers here. I think they can go backwards because they don't have Maloney for all the grief we give him because they did lose the trade. He was yeah. their main go to last year. Obviously, it's Cleary's team now, which has been the plan. Um, fullbacks injured. Uh, Toto and Naden, you know, they're, they're, they're good players, but again, they haven't done too much just yet. Um, their forward pack, though, you know, outside of Kikau, who's arguably the most destructive forward in the game, Yao's bog average. Uh, Fisher Harris is, you know, he can hit you, he can tackle, but he's not going to make you big meters, he's not going to split you. Tauma is another one who's a freakish player on his day, but as few and far in between. And they let their other bloody um, rep forward walk across town to Parramatta. I just, I can't see Penrith scoring many points this year, to be honest, which is weird to say for Penrith. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm going to get in touch on Penrith when we get to them as well. But there was a player that you said there, um, Naden, and when he hit the scene, he sort of, he was mirroring... Bronson Jerry in terms of um, his output in you know attack, but people were complaining about Bronson Jerry's defence. Didn't watch Naden play. He can't tackle. Cannot he tackle can't at all. 
I'd be surprised if that guy could read a book, let alone a defensive line. <laughs> He's ordinary. Um, and then their left edge in that trial game against um, Parramatta was uh, was the Mansour, Mansour yeah. um, fucking Naden, this big stupid back roller, and Jerome Luai run at that all day. Even Townsend couldn't stuff that up. No, I couldn't. The back row was that Liam Martin playing out there? Was no, no, no? you're on the other side of the oh, number seventeen. He came off the bench, but I, I'm glad you said Isaiah is a, a very ordinary player because I have this argument with my family who are all Penrith fans and they all love him. And I'm like, this is why you shit. Because he's shit, and you love him. Exactly right. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. There are worse players in the competition, but he just doesn't yeah. offer much. Yeah. Uh, let's go number 10. Who have you got? The Newcastle Knights. Oh, we're different again. Oh, here we go. Why have you got Newcastle? I don't think they have improved anywhere near as much as they think. I think they've signed a very ordinary number nine. Uh, Ponga, as good as he is, I just, I, I'm not buying into the hype. The guy doesn't want to be there. He hasn't signed a multi-billion dollar contract they've thrown at him. They're bending over backwards to say he play. You know, he's looking elsewhere. Uh, Pierce is a great player, but they don't have a six. Kurt Mann is a dud. Uh, I think it's young Crossland or something is their big, big great hope. I, I don't know much about him, to be honest. Um, Ford's a pretty pretty shit. Clemens a freak. He's a genius. I thought Fitzgibbon was going to be the next great big thing. I withdraw those comments. I just... Moga in the centres, just average. So many players yeah. of great potential, but they just average. Yeah, look, I've got Newcastle a little bit higher than you. Um, I think it's Tex Hoy who's going to get the first crack at number six, and if he is, I like that because he is he's the perfect foil for uh, Mitch Pearce and the fact that he is just an out-and-out runner because he's a fullback. Um, I, I'm a little bit higher on Newcastle... I know they did sign on a bog average number nine, but this bog average number nine is going to play well into the hands of Mitchell Pearce, I think, and I think he's going to play. He's going to be a lot better for the Knights in their game plan because he is a shoveler, whereas Danny Levi was a runner. Um, I've got the Knights a little bit higher. And number ten for me, I've got the Brisbane Broncos. Yep. Yeah. Um, for no other reason than they're putting Jack Bird at fullback. He's fat and he's coming off an ACL injury. Um, their most destructive outside back outside of um, uh, what's his name Corio is Jermaine Azarko and apparently he's going to be on the bench yeah, two two um, bloody bench utilities yeah Azarko and McCulloch and they signed Brody Croft yeah. <laughs> what? If, if, what? There's one, if there's one halfback in the competition that I wouldn't want above Chad Townsend it's Brody Croft can't argue um, that he's very they just Again, another team full of, like, average players. The, the one thing about the Broncos where they might push themselves into the top eight is their forward pack. Yeah, um, for feeder and half, they're pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Um, and they, they, what's, what's the other... Is it Carrigan? Carrigan, Carrigan? yep. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind him. Obviously, Matt Lodge's injury is a, a bit harsh for them. Tavita Pangai Jr., um, Alex Glenn... Neither here nor there on him, but New they do have. They do, have, and we saw that they have a forward pack. That you know, we were up twenty-two twelve against them, and yes, we gave that silly penalty away. Cough, I didn't get a silly penalty away, but um, if their forward pack gets on a roll, it's pretty much game over. They're another one coming in with a rookie half yeah. and a rookie nine, 
And I hate the fact that Sarko's being wasted on the bench. He's their starting fullback. If not, he's got to go on the wing. But um, yeah. Darius Boyd oh. is there on name and reputation only. He's going to get yeah. carved in the centres. Yeah, Darius Boyd's going to get absolutely murdered. The thing is, like Darius Boyd's going to play left centre. So you have a look at the left centres that he's going to come up. Oh, the right centres that he's going to come up against. James Roberts is going to beat him for speed. Jesse Ramian's going to run all over the top of him. Mm-hmm. Wanga Blake. You know, you're, you're talking. People are just going to pick Darius Boyd apart. I think. I think that um, he either needs to go on the wing, or he just needs to like uh, Seabold needs to just just sack him. Yeah, exactly right. They need to. They need to. I know it's tough because he's been one of the great players of the competition. You know, tremendous try scoring record, and he owes Brisbane nothing. But he's at a point now where he he was a liability last year. There's no other way. Yeah, to do it. I know. But he doesn't owe Brisbane anything. But Brisbane, bear in mind that Broncos fans want him to retire. Why would he retire from seven hundred grand a year? Like, if you're being paid seven hundred thousand dollars a year to just rock up, are you gonna just give that up? And it's not Darius Boyd's fault that he's being paid that. Yeah, it's no not. Chance. The offer was in front of him, and you can imagine thirty-one-year-old Darius Boyd turning up to training one day and they said, "Hey, mate, we'll give you a four-year deal worth seven hundred grand." He would have just smirked and went, "Yeah, all right, give me a pen." <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Um, who have you got number nine? I got Brisbane at number nine, which is why I mentioned them. I, for everything I said before, I think they're better than a lot of the teams I mentioned previously, but not good enough yeah. to make the eight. Yeah. I've got number nine, I've got the Penrith Panthers because I simply I needed another Western Suburbs team to take the ninth joke over. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I just I don't like their one to five um, in any way, shape, or form apart from Brian Toho. Um, yeah, I, it's just it's just not a good team, and it doesn't reek of you know it, it's not going to carve a side open unless it's like a, a Warriors or something like that. But uh, Dean Farre can hit you like a truck, but doesn't do much with the ball. We said Naden does much with the ball, but can't defend. Mansour, you know, now that there's the no tackle, the attacking winger in the air, Daniel Tupo is going to score 100 tries on him or Ferguson, or someone with a tall winger. Not us, because our wingers are midgets. But, yeah, I, I don't rate Nathan Cleary. I don't think that I don't think that Cleary and Luai is going to be a, a good halves combination. If they put Burton at, at six, and um, and then put Luai off the bench, maybe, but I don't know who their number nine is. Coruscant. Oh Yeah, Coruscant, yes. There we are. So he, he's pretty decent. Um, Dylan Edwards, for as bad as he was at the start of the year, he finished strong, but he's injured now. And we've already touched on their forward pack. It's You look at that forward pack on paper and you're not intimidated by it at all. No, no, it's, it's it. Apart, apart from Tamo and maybe Fisher-Harris, it's a pretty much New South Wales cup pack. Yeah, it is. It's soft. You know, I'll probably regret saying that. Our Jets team with... I mean, even if you put the the Jets forward pack and you added UL in Rudolph to it, they'd run through that pen with Absolutely, Newtown have beat yeah. a lot. Pretty much every team we've mentioned thus far, I reckon. New, if Newtown were in the competition right now, they would finish ahead of the Dragons. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'd, I'd have them twelfth. That's how good our depth is, but people are writing us off because we have no depth. Wait till you see the Newtown team this this week. You'll shit your pants. It's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, uh, so who did you have? You had Brisbane. Yep, yeah, Brisbane number one. Who have you got in number eight? Okay, this is where the controversy starts. I've got Manly eight. All right, Knights. I've got the Knights. The Knights, yeah. You think they'll play finals footy? I think, I think 
yeah, they're going to break through on the simple fact that their coach, um, I've, I've liked everything about their coach um, in the preseason. I like the way he talks, and I like the way he's saying that they're, like, I know he's only talking, but he's saying that they're doing things different, right? And this is probably why I think, you know, a lot of teams just rock up to preseason, go and run sand dunes, go and run 10Ks, get really fit, get really stripped, but have no game fitness and I think the Knights you know just you, you read Barry Tui's tweets um, you read some of the people who come online like Nate Ryan and say the Knights oh you got coronavirus um, the Knights are, are just doing things a little bit differently in this preseason I think Callum Ponga is going to be in for a big year um, I know you're off him but I think he's I think there's a reason why he's knocking back these contracts if they are coming to him because he's going to back himself to have a big year um I think uh, they're going to be a little bit more settled across the back line. Now, I know you mentioned Tortor Moga, but you got to remember when he was with the Broncos before he did his ACL, he was a handful. I really, I like Tortor Moga. I, I do. He's, he's a great player, and I hope it, I hope it all works out for him. They've got speed across the park. Um, Bradman Best, who has one of the best names in the in the game, apart from Phoenix Crossland, obviously. Um, I think I think they're going to do enough this year to. Get into the eight, but I don't think they're going to trouble. You know, they're, they're not going to push themselves like top six or top four. You're never going to turn around and say this Newcastle Knights team are contenders. No, I agree. Uh, I got Manly because they they got some superstars. They got three of the best players in the game in the Turbos and DCE. Uh, Fenor yeah. Blake for him being a scumbag is a wonderful forward. They've just got. I mean, Siren and a Thompson are great pickups. Uh, I love that Cade Cuss. I think he's a real good player. Probably won't get too much game time unless there's an injury, which is a shame. I, a lot of, I like. Have you, got, have you got Dylan Walker as their six, or have you got him in the centres? Uh, I think if I was if I was picking it, I'd have him in the centres, and I'd have Cusk at six because I'm I'm a big fan. But I just if mainly overachieved last year, big time. I think they're they're going to come back a little bit to the field. But I still think they're better than every other team I've mentioned so far, and they got they got a coach who can get the most when he when he's on and when he's interested, he can get the most out of anybody. Yeah, I like. Um, I, I'm a bit higher up on Manly than you, um, not by much, but you know I'll get to talk about them soon. I agree. I think I've got Dylan Walker in the centres, and I've got a different player at number six than Cade Cust. So. <laughs> Let's move on. Who have you got number seven? I got the Sharks, mate. Sharks. Yeah, Sharks. I've got the Canberra Raiders. Yeah. Um, so why why do you have us at seven? If we get a full squad on the on the field every week, we can finish top four. But that's never ever going to happen. Dugan may or may not play. Moylan was supposedly but racing for round one. Let's pause this Sharks talk because I've got the Sharks later on. Let's just let's talk about where because I mean we obviously we are the Sharks podcast, but in our own podcast as well. Let's let's pause our Sharks talk. I'll tell you where I think the Sharks are going to finish when we get to them, and then we'll talk Sharks afterwards on why we think seventh or my position. Who you got seven? Uh, I've got I've got the Raiders. I think they're taking a step back. Their right edge is has gone from being one of the best right edges in the competition to being one of the worst. Um, you know, you've replaced Joey Lailua with Curtis Scott, who couldn't get in the Melbourne team over Will Chambers or a guy from Papua New Guinea that had only played footy for like 12 months. He couldn't get on the wing. Um, yeah, it, 
Melbourne want to get rid of a player and will pay you to take on a player, it should ring alarm bells. Like, Craig Bellamy doesn't let people go for no reason. Like, Craig Bellamy did everything he could to get Curtis Scott out of the Shire and into Melbourne, and then when he got down there, he was like, geez, for all your talent, you're a bit of a shit. Let's get rid of you. And he's already proved that. And then um, Jordan Rapana, how they decided that he wasn't worth another contract... I'll never get that. How they decided that Aiden Caesar wasn't worth a contract, but they bought George Williams. They've now got two running halves. Like, George Williams is a running half. Jack White is a running half. Is Josh, is Josh Hodgson going to be able to work with that? They've got a really good forward pack. Um, Jared Croker, yeah, he's getting he's getting long in the tooth. Is Charles Nickel-Clockstad going to have second-year syndrome? There's a lot of question marks I have over this team. I don't like the fact that Ricky Stewart just let he let let Leilua and Rapana go. Aiden Caesar, the way he finished the year, was arguably one of the best number sevens in the competition. And there's no way you can turn around to me and say that Aiden Caesar is not one of the best sixteen halfbacks in the comp. Yeah. Um, how how another team didn't pick him up? Um, yeah, I, I I think Canberra are going to drop. Considerably, yeah. Yeah. Um, who have you got at six? I got the Cowboys at six. I love this squad. I think Cohen Hess looked like a man possessed after having a shocker of a year last year. He looks so good in the games that I've seen him. He looks fit again. He looks he looks like he's got a chip on his shoulder. And if he plays anything like he did in his first year, holy crap! Uh, Tamalolo uh, sorry, Tamalolo is just in a different world right now. There's no forward that can touch him. Kick out is probably as close as you're going to get. And even he, I wouldn't pay half. Um, I think that they're going to go drink water at six. Not straight away, but I think after four or five weeks, he'll be their long-term six. Uh, Michael Morgan is a far better player at seven when he's got a drink water at six. Valentine Holmes is just going to go fucking ballistic. Not early on, yeah. again. North Queensland might be last after four rounds, but I guarantee you they'll come good halfway through the season. I just I love their forward pack. Their backs are pretty. You know, it's not it's not a side that you're going to get fifty tries across the back couple outside of Val. But I just think there's enough there. Kyle Fell to find a way to score fifteen tries, even if he doesn't play well enough. I, I love this squad. I'm be full. I think Masters is a great signing. I I had them fourth originally and brought them back to six when I thought about um, Granville coming to the end of his career and Cooper not having. You know, Cooper's, this is his last year, so he's not the Gavin Cooper uh, in you. One thing I will say, you mentioned Valentine Holmes. People turn around and go, well, he's going to come back from the NFL. You know, a block, mate, he looks good. I, I, I caught some highlights of him against um, Melbourne. He's still running and moving like he was with us, and we know how good he was at fullback. See, um, everyone's likening know. him to Jared Hayne, though. Hayne completely yeah. changed his body type to be a running yeah. back. The wide receiver, yeah. you don't need to be 20 kilos of muscle heavier. It's He's nah. nowhere near as far behind as Hayne was coming back. No. Nah. No. Nah. The, the people that are doing that are just uh, 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 taking two and two and getting a fucking chicken sandwich out of it. But it's, yeah, he's um, he's, he's in much better shape than Hayne was. And he's also like 10 years younger than, than Hayne was or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I think he's going to be pretty good for them. I don't, I'm not as high on them. Number six for me, I have Manly. I don't. I 
don't think Manly are going to progress. I don't think Manly are going to regress. I really like their squad. I like their 1-17, to 17, right? I really, really like their 1-17. to 17. Um, I think it's one of the best starting teams in the competition. But the problem is you don't just play 1-17 to 17 every year. And it's when you get from that 18 to, oh, sorry, every week. When you get to that 18 to 30, there's a real big drop-off in quality. Yeah, right. And that's because they've invested a lot of money in the turbos, DCE. Obviously, Dylan, uh, Dylan Walker is paid you know, pretty good coin. I think their number six is going to be Luke Metcalf. Um, he was a, an absolute weapon for us and unfortunately he went to Manly and then got hurt. Um, uh, Cust might be on the bench. Um, they've got a really, really good, as I said, one to 17, but depth is really going to hurt them unless they found a miracle way to not get injured. Well, they did it a couple of years back and they won the comp, so... Yeah, yeah. bastards. That's right, motherfuckers. Who's your number five? I've got the Sydney Roosters at five. I know this is going to cause some shit, and it certainly did online when I posted early, but Cooper Cron is a monstrous loss. Completely changes. And you tell me that Luke Keery won't get a head knock this year after having, like, 26 last year. He's going to miss time. Flanagan, for all his talent, is not going to be able to pick this side up. Do you think a guy like Tedesco or Brett Morris is going to go, yeah, sure, 19-year-old who needs players in the head. I'll do what you say. I just... I could just can't see him winning a third. I'm going to flip that. I'm going to flip that on you there because players like Tedesco and Brett Morris will back their halfback. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah but you know Flanagan. He's not exactly the most likable kid in the world, and he's not the sort of player who you can pull aside and go, "This is the way I think you should do it," because he's going to say, "No, this is the way I'm going to tell you how to do it." I don't know. Egos. Yeah, I think you're basing that off his dad's ego, though. But I, 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 I'm really high on Kyle Funning, and like I think he's the best young half in the game. Um, and we saw that last year. Like he came into our team when we were like, "Oh fuck, we're missing Sean Johnson. How are we going to win games?" And he beat, he, he was part of the team that, that beat Melbourne. He put the grubber kick in for Britain Nakora to level us at half time, and he was he was instrumental with his kicking game to getting us back into it. I think he's going to be. A great Cooper Cronk replacement. Uh, he's younger and he's, he's a lot better. And well, he's not a lot better than Cronk, but he's a lot better than what people are making him out to be. Is what I wanted to say there before I choked a little bit. Um, I'm I'm still high on the Roosters. I don't I don't think they're going to drop that much. I actually have us at fifth. Yeah, yeah, fair call. Um, I think a lot needs to happen for us to go fifth. But this is what what I'm basing this off is the fact that we've. Spoken to a couple of players who have told us how much different the preseason is as opposed to what it was the last couple of years. Um, our depth is absolutely ridiculous. You know, people look at our squad going, they lost Gallon, they lost Pryor, they lost Becky, they lost Braley, um, they lost all, all you know all these players they wanted to. You have a look at our depth this year. Is going to have guys like Royce Hunt, Jason Bakuya, Scott Sorensen. Braden Trindle, uh, you're going to have Marini, Marini Hiroti, um, Sione Katoa, Will Kennedy. That's our depth. That is our depth that we're talking about right there. These guys walk into some, like teams like the Tigers, the Warriors, um, the Titans. They, they're getting gigs with them. So our depth is really good. we got a new assistant coach in, uh, Craig Sandercock, who is apparently just taking our defence to new levels. we got in all new strength and conditioning staff. And the only person they can't get right at the moment is Matt Moylan. Mm. Um, 
but this is the fittest I've looked the team that I've seen the team look for a long time this is the strongest this is the most united I've seen the team look I think things that are going to go against us is going to be little disruptions here and there like Josh Morris going to the Roosters um, or you know not having a home ground um, but you've also got to look at that as well and go well we do have a home ground we are playing at the same place 11 times when it is our home ground What's the difference? Each football field is the same length, the same width. It's got the same in-goal area. The goalposts are in the exact same spot. The only difference is when you've got a home game, your crowd should outnumber them three to one. We're still going to do that, just in a different location. So I think we might have a readjusting period and we might start a little bit slow, but there's too much talent in, in the Sharks side not to be in the top eight. I actually had us in fourth. Um, but I pegged it back a little bit because I've just, I, I guess, I've tried to curb my enthusiasm on the Sharks this year, but I got a little bit excited. Yeah, I think I, I can't see us pushing for a top four spot only because for us, we need a lot of things to go right. We need Johnson firing, we need Moylan yep. firing, we need Dugan, we need Zeri to keep advancing, we need Ramin to yep. go back to his form before he joined the Knights, um, we need Fafita to stay fit. That's too many we needs to confidently say we'll finish top four or five. And I wrote this yeah. for zero tackle, and I <coughs> I went the other way. I thought, oh, we'll finish in the top four. And the more I wrote, I thought, I kept knocking us further back and further back. And at one stage, I actually had us at ninth, and I thought, no, no, we're better than Brisbane because we have two centres that can stand up, you know, and that was sort of the, the break. But if everything goes right, yeah, absolutely. Fifth is definitely within reach. But I just, I can't say, I think Dugan's done. It's, it just... Yeah, I know, I, know you said that, I know you said there's a lot of what-ifs there, right? And there are a lot of what-ifs, but, you know, or, or we need a lot of things to go away. But with Dugan gone, it's going to either open a spot for Sione Katoa, who can play in our football, or Hiroki to stamp a claim on that, right? So, you know, and then let's assume Josh Morris is gone. Matt Moylan, yes, he may not play. Um, you got Will Kennedy. Will Kennedy's a ball-playing fullback. Which is, you know, something... And Will Kennedy has probably got more confidence at the moment than Matt Moylan does. So, I, I think the biggest what-if for us at the moment is, or who we need to stand up the most, is Sean Johnson. I think he's the player, like... You know, he's entering 30 years old, and he still hasn't had that... You know, he should have won a Dally M by now. Yeah. Whether or not he should have won a premiership. He should have won a Dally M by now. That's how good he is. But... Yeah, I know you're saying there's a lot. I don't think we need Andrew Fafita to necessarily be, um, you know, fit. I think we need Andrew Fafita to be smart because we've got guys like if Fafita and Woods can just get us over that initial phase, you know, the initial 20 minutes, you've got guys like Ueli and Rudolph are going to come off the bench and just absolutely rip teams, rip tired teams apart. Um, we need Fafita to not give away penalties. We need Woods to not give away penalties. We need Jack Williams to not give away penalties. So, yeah, let's let's move on. Top four, mate. Here we go. I've got the Melbourne Storm at fourth. Melbourne Storm. I went the Raiders. I, I originally, I fully admit, I had the Raiders at one because I thought they'd improved, but then I had a better look at that that right side. I think Curtis Scott, we'll, we'll get there in a sec, I think Curtis Scott's an upgrade on Leilua. I don't rate that guy at all. I just... Mate, I am not a BJ Lua fan at all. I I know he does a lot of good, but he's the sort of bloke who you'd be beating him, he'll throw a stupid pass, 
He'll drop an elbow, he'll give away a penalty, he'll mouth off, he'll give 10, and they go down and score. Game's completely different. You're not going to get that from Curtis Scott. Yeah, he's a fuckwit, and he'll throw a punch, but, you know, I just... I, I'm really I'm a lot higher on Curtis Scott than you, and a lot lower on BJ Lailua. Lepana, Rapana, rather, is the huge out. I have no idea how they fucked that up. Because he was going to re-sign, and then he said, oh, I want to go to a stint in Japanese rugby. And they armed an art, and he signed before anyone knew what was going on. Balls up. Uh, I don't know how you can say a guy who's won two centers of the year is uh, Curtis Scott can upgrade on him. But I've said my piece on the Raiders. Um, I've got the Melbourne Storm at fourth. They're, they've lost some players. They're a bit older. Cameron Smith can't keep doing it forever. Surely this is the year they're out of the top two. Yeah, yeah, I, I've been saying that for four years now, honestly. I've been saying that since fucking twenty fourteen. This is going to be uh, a year, but I just I can't see it. Who've got third? I got the bunnies at three. Yeah, I got the bunnies at three as well. They until a couple of weeks ago, they wouldn't have been in the eight. But bringing in the players that they did late, they've done well. I think Latrell's going to go. I think he'll start slowly. Hopefully, he has a shocker in round one. But I think he's going to be yeah. an elite fullback by halfway through the season. Yeah, they got Patrick Mago as well. The the biggest outs for them, they've got no Burgess, no Sutton. Yep. And their forward their forward pack is pretty ordinary, but their back line has got a lot of points in it. Their back line, Latrell Mitchell, Campbell Graham, uh, James Roberts, Braden Burns, and Dan who's Gagler. the other fucking winger? Dane Gagler. And Alex Johnson's yeah. not getting a run. It's ridiculous. It's very strong. Can we loan Alex Johnson? Fucking hell. He'd look yeah. great on our back line. Dead set. Their halves are and, fantastic. They got the best number nine in the game. I think um, their forwards. You know, I really like that sewer. I think um, Murray moving wide is a good idea. He's garbage. No, really, I I quite. I like him. We'll have to have a bet on some of these players. And I think the moving um, Liam Knight to thirteen is very clever. Yeah, Tom Birch is in really good shape as well, but all those muscles aren't going to help him catch a ball. That's true. Uh, Number two, uh, who have you got? The Melbourne Storm. Yeah, I Cam Munster is in a different world. You got the Fox on the wing; they kept him for another year, and they could look. Bellamy could bring in fifteen guys from the street, and in six weeks they're gonna be the best players in the world. They're just he's just yeah. too good. Yeah, number two, I've got the Roosters. Roosters, yeah. Yeah, I, I know people saying the Cooper Cronk this, Cooper Cronk that. Yes, and they let Latrell Mitchell go. They got Kyle Flanagan. Sharks fans can bash Kyle Flanagan all they want. He is a superstar in the making. Um, he's going to be a rep player in four or five years. He's good. He's really good. He's got a nice kicking game. He defends well. He's got a nice kneeing game. Um, he's got a great passing game. He's got a good running game. I think he's going to fit them perfectly. I think he'll fit Kiri perfectly. And I think that he's going to have that, you know... If he was at Cronulla, yes, he'd probably still be that egotistical little shit that would tell everyone what to do. But he's going to Trent Robinson. He's going to these guys who have all won premierships. And he now has to sit in and treat these guys respectfully. And guys like Jared Ware, Hargraves, Boyd Cordner aren't going to take his shit. It'll pull him into line. You watch, he'll have a great year. Yeah, it's not a bad call. It'll be a different, be a uh, different flano. Which means we both yeah. agree on the number one. I did not see this coming. The Parramatta Hills, yep. I'm really high Yeah, me too. I think they've got everything. I think Moses will win the Dally M this year. I know we're jumping ahead, but I've got yep. him as my early favourite. Um, I just think their wingers are the best in the game by a long, long way. And I think Madison and Campbell Gillard just complete 
the best forward pack across the park. Yeah, I, I can't believe that Penrith and the Tigers allowed their, their those guys to just walk to Parramatta, and I so I don't know how I can't believe Parramatta got them in to the to the side. In all honesty, but um, look, Gutherson's good. He's not the best. He's not the best fullback, but he is energy. He's a leader. He's inspirational, and he comes up with big plays. Um, you said their wingers are the best. Their centre pairing is not too shabby either. Wanga Blake and Jennings can score a try out of nothing. I think their biggest concern at the moment is the number six and who's going to play there. Absolutely. Um, whether it be Dylan Brown or Jamin Salmon or whoever it's going to be. Um, but Mitchell Moses is the best halfback in the competition. Like He will be the best halfback in the competition by a long yeah. shot. The Joey comparisons, he's getting a really, uh, maybe a bit premature, but he's a fucking good player. I don't have him at Dally M. I have him runner-up Dally M. Um, Parramatta's forward pack is absolutely mental. Uh, their depth is really good. You've got to remember that their depth was in the grand final against our depth. Mm-hmm. And true. they've kept a lot of their depth as well. So, yeah, Parramatta and uh, Brad Arthur, coach of the year. Yeah, I can't disagree with any of that. I think they're going to be yeah. very, very hard to beat. And they've got arguably the hardest home ground to travel to, honestly. Scorer. I got the Fox, Josh Adokar. So there you go. I think yeah. that's that's a pretty pretty easy pick. Yeah. I got the Fox. Who's your Dalian Player of the Year? You've got Mitch Moses. Mitch Moses, absolutely. I got Callum Ponga. Ponga? Oh jeez. Well, don't we have? Well, okay, that's fantastic. You signing of the season? Uh Valentine Holmes. I think that's pretty easy. Oh, went Ryan Madison. No, not even Val. Flop signing of the year? Trent Murren. George Williams. Jeez. Oh, uh, first coach sacked. It should be Kiri from the Warriors. Kearney. Kearney, rather. I've written Kearney. Yeah, absolutely. I know he signed a 26-year deal last year, but that's bullshit. He's gone. Oh, Paul Green. Paul Green. <laughs> wow. As I said, I've got the Cowboys finishing outside the top eight, so... There's some controversy. I love it. And who's your rookie of the year? I had to think really hard about this. I'm going to go with Toby Rudolph. Yeah, we said it in the podcast. Uh, he's 501 to win it, so if you put all your money on it, you'll win all the money. Yeah, all the money in the world. Gamble responsibly. Yeah, on Toby. We got through it. We, we did. It. That's fantastic. We got five minutes to spare. I was a bit worried there. Yeah, I know you. you put up the 13 minute uh, shot clock on me so I did um, yeah we, I mean, maybe we rushed through that a bit but um, we'll try and you know while we've got five minutes to spare we're not going to plug too much but um, we're going to try and bang out a podcast weekly it's going to be a little bit easier now because my work circumstances have changed um, so we can get these podcasts you know firing out we might even you know be able to get them out at the end of the round and yeah we'll just see what's happening but Dan and I will be penetrating your ears uh, a lot longer over, and, uh, a lot over. Mate, I'm going to re-listen to this later and I'll get the hot topics like you think Pong will be good I don't I think Wounds will be good you don't I think Curtis Scott's better than Leilua and vice versa at the end of the year we're going to come back and it's going to be awesome alright so pick out the co- pick out the controversial topics mm-hmm. DM me tomorrow and let's podcast about it on the weekend done oh, I love it this is, this is going to be a good year I'm loving it alright I'll 
talk to you soon, Dan. You are very handsome, by the way. Mate, thank you so much, you too, and I reckon, hail Toby Rudolph. Hail Toby Rudolph.